0: If you would like to support the work God is doing through us, you can find the details on our website or go to patreon.com forward slash markstitching. Now here is your host, Mark, with a story of faith.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome to Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library. This is your host, Mark, and with me today is Dan Pence.
2: Hey, Dan, how are you doing, man? Yeah, thank you. Uh, okay, thank you there for we inviting go. me to this call.
1: <laughs> yeah, we we are, uh, 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 as we start our, our transition into Not My Live interviews, we're, we're on a phone call, as you probably hear in the audio of this. And uh,
2: Dan, where, where, are you, where are you living now? Where are you? I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina, um, sitting uh, on my apartment balcony right now.
1: Oh, nice. Uh, how's the weather down there? Because it's really hot up here in Baltimore.
2: It's crazy. It's been hot here as well. Um, we keep getting like threats of a rainstorm, but then it'll blow right over us. But right now, it's kind of beachy feeling. It's a little bit cooler than it's been, so it's it's been all right. But now, hot now summer, how, man. How long have you been in Charlotte? So um, I lived in Charlotte for three years before moving to Florida, and then my wife and I moved back to Charlotte um, a little over three years, so almost three and a half years ago. We've been back in Charlotte.
1: Okay. Wow, well, it doesn't seem like that long uh, ago. Uh, just a little background. Uh, Dan and I have a mutual friend, Josh, uh, Tate, who has been on the podcast and he was the one that interviewed me before uh, if you're if you're a listener of the podcast. so um I, I I went down to Florida one time when I was kind of just in a horrible, horrible funk and didn't know where life was going. and um it it so happened to be a time where you were going to Florida or you were coming across Florida because I think you lived in Tampa at that time, as you said and uh we we kind of hung out for a weekend and that was over 7 years ago now gosh time flies yeah it's 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 hard to believe and 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 i have to say and and i'll let everybody out there know and i i know i expressed this to you before dan uh you were instrumental in just kind of keeping me sane <laughs> i don't i don't even know how else to explain <laughs> it um uh you know looking back on it uh god's hand was all over that and um you know i i credit credit you and Josh, uh, with, with really helping me in one of the, one of the, the hardest periods of my life. So
2: I do thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome, man. And, and I mean, I cannot believe it's been seven years. I, I feel like, you know, when we met during that time, um, it was just kind of an instant friendship, you know, like there's people that you meet that, you know, are acquaintances and, um, you know, you, you meet lots of people, but, um, you know, I've remembered that weekend, you know, forever now, it seems like, and, uh, like I said, it just an instant friendship. It wasn't like hanging out with a new one of Josh's friends. It was this is Mark, this is Josh, this is Dan. And it was just I remember it just being a really great weekend of, of guys just hanging out together.
1: Yeah, I think our first conversation was about tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how we got on that
2: conversation. Did um, you ever get one? Do you do you even? Yeah, have
1: yeah, I, I I had one. I had one or two when we were there, and I've gotten two more since then. But I didn't do okay. my arm because we were talking about doing. Uh, full sleeves and I don't remember how they came up and Josh said he would get a tattoo and that freaked me out like I didn't that was the, I didn't expect that at all um, if you know Josh at all he 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 just doesn't seem like that kind of guy so
2: um, we're both just I, I, wusses man we're both just wusses yeah. we, we, we talk about tattoos I would get this one my problem is like every Sunday I sit in church and uh, I hear a different bible verse and I'm like that's the one that's the one um, and then I hear another one the next week so I haven't committed to anything yet <laughs>
1: You know, you know, I, I have a rule with tattoos. You got to want it for a year before you get it. You I've know? heard so, that rule. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's my rule. You know, if, if it doesn't make the year test, you know, if I don't want it in a year, um, you know, it, it's when I, I, sorry, let me just rail here for a second. I still, <laughs> you know, I've wanted it for like five years. I want a Luigi tattoo. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know if you know Super Mario Brothers or not, if you remember that. Uh uh because I, I love Luigi. And when I was a youth pastor, I, I did this whole sermon series on Luigi because you know Mario <laughs> it's Mario's girlfriend that they're always going after, and Luigi doesn't get anything from their adventure, <laughs> but he's risking his life. So he's the most Christian character in any video game ever. You That's know? Awesome. So you know, so I i just I, I always love Luigi and, and uh but I can't pull the trigger on a Luigi tattoo <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> Yeah, that's so, that'll be a that one may be a tough one, you know, when you're a grandpa. But I don't know, man, yeah. five
2: years. You may have to do it.
1: Yeah, I know, right right on my forearm or something. So it's yeah. it's, it's up front and, and in the way how explaining that when I go to churches to speak, oh I got a Luigi tattoo. But he's the most <laughs> Christian character in any video game. So that, uh, there but you yeah, go. so I remember us having those kind of conversations and talking and then, you know, me coming back up here to Baltimore. Uh, you know, and, and just kind of speaking every so often through Facebook, commenting on, on something. And, uh, you know, we've kind of stayed just kind of maybe not close, but, you know, in touch and, uh, um, have appreciated the the things that I've seen. And when I've talked to you, uh, and so I wanted to get you onto this podcast, one, one other quick story. And I know I shared this with you. Um, you have a little bit of a, I don't know if it's a claim to fame or not, uh, but you were on a Stephen Furtick video. Um, I am Ella uh, famous.
2: Ella yes. famous. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and the funny thing is and I, I told you this uh, when we kind of talked before um, uh, I, I was at a, at a at a small group with one of my uh, at one of my churches, and the leader wasn't there, and they showed your video and <laughs> nobody believed <laughs> me that I knew you um, <laughs> when I was like I, like I didn't, and I didn't expect it I had never seen the video before yeah. and I'm like, wait. I know that guy. And I had to, to prove that I knew you. I had to pull it up on Facebook um, and uh, uh, and That's show awesome. everybody that, that I knew you. So uh, yeah, we, they, they were like, Oh, look, look at this guy. He's, he's name dropping that he knows this guy.
2: <laughs> Some sideshow act on Stephen Furtick stage. Yeah.
1: yeah <laughs> no, and, I, um, I go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you, go. I was,
2: I was going to say, it's just incredible the reach. We are so blessed to, to live here in Charlotte and get to go to Elevation. Um, That day um, was so funny because um, we almost didn't go to church that Sunday. It was my birthday weekend. We had been really busy and we rarely skip church and and not for any condemnation or anything. We just really love going to our church. And um, that Sunday morning, I woke up and, you know, it'd been kind of a long weekend for the birthday. And I told my wife, I'm like, let's just watch it online today. You know, let's just chill out and she was like, no, I really want to go. And so we went and, uh, gosh, I'm so grateful that, that my wife dragged me to church that day. Um, <laughs> but, but the, the thing that's so cool about elevation is, is the reach. Um, I, I can't tell you how many sermons I've shared. Um, you know, like you mentioned, you know, being an encouragement to you during, during that weekend years ago and, and right back at you, you've, you've always been a source of encouragement to me, whether it be a ministry or a posting um, that you've done online or or just a conversation. But um, the church is such an encouragement. You know, when I get to, you know, send a video to somebody, maybe I don't know what to say, but I can shoot a message that I know will, you know, cut right to somebody's heart. Mm -hmm. Um, But the reach is so powerful. We were, I told you this already, but we were in Texas. We went to the celebration. My my wife and I are big Chip and Joanna fans. And it was, I mean, it was months after that, that uh, Sunday. And, um, we're sitting there just kind of getting ready for Chip and Joanna to do their thing. And this couple walks up to us and, uh, they're like kind of nervously walking up to us and they're like, we don't mean to bug you, but are you Dan the man and Stephanie? And we're like, <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we are. But it was like, they're like, we saw you at uh, um, on elevation. And, and so it was just in that moment, I was like, man, what a powerful reach. You know, Pastor Stephen stepped out and faced to start this church and look at the reach, you know, not, not just, you know, in the U S, but internationally. So we're just, we're really, really grateful, you know, to get to go there and and uh, and yeah, to be a part of the message. That was a really cool day. Yeah,
1: and 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 you know, not to share just to share. If you if you want to look it up, I think it's called "Building Fences" or something to that effect. Yeah, um, yep. It's it's a great. I, I It's like a five minute clip, six minute clip, something like that. Um, with a fantastic uh, illustration that that you guys are a part of, one of the best illustrations that that I've ever seen about carrying baggage into your relationship. Um, and I, I've seen it multiple times. People post it online all the time. It's, it's actually one of the clips that I, I don't know if it's just that I recognize it more often than not, but I see so many people share it. If you go look up Stephen Furtick or elevation and, and building fences, I, you may know a little I better think than it's, I do. I think
2: it's called the prison of offense. I think that's okay. what it's called. I don't remember yeah. totally, but I think that may be what it is. But you'll see a guy holding a, a wood plank
1: <laughs> in the video and, uh, um, I, I really think – and even – and I know he's kind of talking about boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife relationship uh, in the romantic sense. I have used the principles in that thing in work, in ministry, in talking to people, um, and in counseling more times than I can remember almost any other sermon because the principle in that one um, uh, that that Stephen lays out is is fantastic. And it's something that I had never thought of before in a way you know, and, and that he uses that term, um, unspoken expectation. And, um, mm-hmm. that gets, that gets in the way all the time. I, to be honest with you, I had a conversation with my girlfriend last <laughs> night Uh-oh. and I used that term, you know, as, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a negative thing. It was just like, look, we, we, we have different expectations. So let's talk about this. And it wasn't that we had any issues, but I was using that principle. And, um, You know, I I don't know why that one that one was just so powerful, and it was just it's just a blessing that uh, you know that you guys were a part of that and and able to probably touch thousands of lives. So um, yeah. So anyway, that that's kind of our background. Uh, Yeah. I appreciate you being on the podcast, but getting down the business, we here at Amazed by God like to hear stories because stories build our faith. You know, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. But sometimes telling our stories helps build that faith and gives us the ability to just say, if God did it for you, God did it for that person. I know he can do it for me. So Dan, I asked you, what has God done amazing in your life?
2: Yeah, I, um, I, I, I thought about this, you know, um, when you, uh, first off, you know, it's such an honor to be a part of this. I, I got to watch, um, a couple of your message, but most recently Josh Tate's and, um, was just really moved, you know, by it. And, 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 you're dead on man with, with testimonies of, of seeing God work in other people's lives. Um, It's, it's such an encouragement. And, and, you know, I've known Josh Tate for gosh, a lifetime. It feels like, and to hear things about his story that he never even shared with me was just really, it was a faith builder. It was awesome. And and I was so honored when he texted me after I texted him, after hearing the message saying, Hey, Mark may want to add you to his roster. And uh, I, I was just really grateful to do that. But, but I began thinking about it just based off the format that I saw And, um, I think I joked with either you or Josh saying, um, if he wants a story about screw ups, then I'm his guy. Um, and so when I, you know, and it was kind of a joke, but the more and more I thought about it, um, that's my story. Um, you know, and it isn't a sad story. I'm not trying to, you know, sound pathetic or anything like that, but, you know, I've always been one of those people who, um is looking probably a lot like you, Mark, you know, I want to do what God has for me and I'm not scared to take a risk to do what God has for me. Um, and sometimes, you know, I I may forget to use my God given brain, um, before making those (laughs) risks or or making those choices. Hey, um,
1: the Bible's filled with those people. So we're, you know, (laughs) we're in good company.
2: (laughs) That's good. Um, but you know, especially when it comes to career and decisions I've made, I've made so many missteps, um, as I look at it in a, in a human natural mind. Um, but what's, what I always come back to is, um, the fact that, you know, God redeems both our good and bad decisions. You know, he, he redeems us because he, uh, he looks after our hearts. And so when God sees our heart is pure and our heart is right. And, and honestly, even when our heart may be not pure or right, um, because God's such a good God and such a loving father, um, he has this way of weaving our missteps um, into the purposes that he has planned for our life. Um, you know, one story in particular I can think of was, um, you know, I had uh, started a career in sales, um, got to kind of a top level in business to business sales and had the opportunity to, to, to go in medical sales, which was a dream of mine. You know, that's kind of where you want to go and um, was really blessed to get through the interview process and to be hired by this company um, that was just kind of the company I wanted to work for and um, and I worked there for eight or nine months and uh, God was good he blessed me in that job um, got me to the presence club level when I shouldn't have made it that first year and um, it was it, I'm not taking any credit it was just God's hand and God's blessings on it well anyway you know through the course of that eight or nine months um the year ended you know our year ends a uh, fiscal year of in December and um, I got to this point where um, I just didn't care, you know, about the success or about the mm-hmm. the money that came as a result of that success. I kind of got to this point that was just like, who cares, you know? If I sell another one of these, and I don't know if that was uh the right way to be feeling. If I should have just went back to gratitude, you know, and said, God, thank you for blessing me. You know, I'm believing that you're gonna bless me this next year. But um, had an opportunity to um, work for my church in an internship. It was a church here in Charlotte that I was really involved in, and um great opportunity to, to come be an intern, but it meant leaving that job. And so, um, like I mentioned before, you know, I, I, God, I want what you have for me. And even though people warn me like, hey, Dan, there there may be a way to do both. You know, God's really blessed you with this job. Maybe there's a way to do both. Um, I'm kind of a all in type personality. Yeah. And, um, you know, when I had this opportunity, I said, All right, let's do it. I'm gonna quit my job. I'm gonna get a job waiting tables, and I'm gonna work full time in this internship, which uh, I think paid me enough to pay my car payment. Meanwhile, I had much bigger (laughs) (laughs) bills. Much bigger bills than that, and um, you know, and I just walked out in faith, knowing that God was gonna come through, Um, knowing that He could send customers into that restaurant to give me big tips to pay my bills, and I just knew He was gonna come through, and He did a few times. You know, like I got a check in the mail from my mom, you know, to help me with rent one month, and um, had some other interesting things happen. Um, but through the course of that, um, I got to a point where I was bankrupt. I mean, uh, didn't file bankruptcy only because I had my parents who came to bail me out. And, yeah. uh, it was a really tough situation where, um, the lights were turned off, you know, in my house and the water was turned off in my house. And because I was so behind, I couldn't get the water turned back on. And it was embarrassing. And I tried to hide it all. And it was just a really tough time where I can remember, and I only say this for somebody who it may be an encouragement. Um, you know, I, I've never wanted to kill myself, um, but I remember driving down the road um, saying, God, I'm not going to kill myself, but um, if you could just, like, drop a brick on my car and take me to heaven, you know, <laughs> if you could just drive this car off an embankment, I'm cool with it, God. Like, I've really screwed things up, and I'd rather just be in heaven, you know, and and, I, and it yeah. was, it sounds funny, but it was – it was the honesty of my heart. You know, I just thought I screwed up worse than than I could have ever screwed up, at least from a career standpoint. And, you know, I think everybody I knew lent me money and uh, you know, that's tough being a man, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, but God, but God. um, So I was able to finish the internship, Um, thought there'd be a position that was, that was opened after that. And it turned out there wasn't. And, and really, I can't blame the church, or the pastors. I was in a pretty immature state of my life and, um, but nevertheless, it was hurtful. You know, it was really yeah. hurtful. Not so much hurt towards the church, um, but just hurt towards God, where I thought, you know, God, I risked it all for you. I, I followed you. Like maybe this wasn't the right choice, but you know, can't you see my heart? Why, why couldn't you take care of me? Why, I, why couldn't you do these things? Like God, I know you're a good God, but you don't seem good to me right now. And I battled that for a long time, um, until, um, I had an opportunity to, um, go to Tampa to get a job back with uh, the company that I had worked for before Striker um, had a great boss. Who's also been kind of a lifetime long friend of mine. And while I was in Tampa, I got plugged into a church called the crossing um, pastor Greg Dumas. And uh, you know how most pastors like have a underlying message to things, you know, like they, uh um, yeah, they circle pastors. around the same topic. Yeah. And- yeah. I've noticed that. And I'm always kind of yes. looking at pastors. Well, this pastor was, I would say his underlying message, I've never found out for sure, but just felt like his underlying message is like, God is for you. It doesn't matter about the past. Let's go forward with God. And it just Mm -hmm. came up in every message. And it was years spent in that church until I finally recognized like, Lord, you've healed me. Like I'm, I'm not angry at, at the church. I'm not angry at you. Lord, you have provided for me. Even though I screwed up my resume, even though I made a big mistake, um, Lord, you've put me in this position here in Tampa, Florida, in paradise, you know. Um, I, I ended up meeting my wife there, um, ended up getting my master's degree, got to go to a really cool school while I was there, and um, was just really blessed. And so, you know, the story continues, and here I'm back in Charlotte. But what I learned there was that had I not done this, God wouldn't have bought me, brought me to this place. And if God yeah. wouldn't have brought me to this place, I wouldn't have been able to, you know, meet my wife. I wouldn't have been able yeah. to, to do these things that I was able to do. And so, when it comes to you know, amazed by God podcast, it's I, I'm just find myself constantly amazed at the way that He can just um, work in our mistakes and really. Josh Tate told me this one time in an instant, change everything, and yep. uh, I believe we serve an in an instant type of God, and uh, He's just shown Himself faithful even in times where I haven't been, where I've been not really looking, you know, to to, to get God to solve my problem because he failed me before. Um, but he's just so faithful, um, even when we're not. Um, so that's my story.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's awesome. You know, you, you share that, that walking out in faith and, and, you know, honestly sitting here today, you know, I, I know, I know the next step that I feel God's calling me to do. <laughs> um, yeah. um, and, and I will admit, I am struggling making the step because I'm worried, uh, myself. And, uh, um, you know, that, uh, you know, that, that's something that I struggle with. I struggle with, uh, you know, how do I make this, I got to make, for me, I've got to make everything else perfect. Um, yeah. you know, before I take that next step in, in, through God's library. Um, and, uh, but I, 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 just, I haven't got there yet. So, uh, that's a, that's a constant prayer for me. You know, um, my favorite Psalm is, 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 uh, 137. And it's, it's this where, where the psalm where the children of Israel are, are in exile in um, Assyria. And they, they start by saying they hung their harps by the river because they were so sad that they messed things up that they couldn't even play music anymore. Mm. Um, you know. And, and they go on further on in the thing to, to say, why are you blessing these people that are killing us and killing our kids? But here we are. Your chosen, your homegrown people. You know, um, mm. we always say God chose Israel, but God grew Israel. God grew a people for Himself. You know, out of one man. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. and they're, they're they're lamenting this idea that why is it that you're blessing these barbarians, and here we are in forced labor and slavery and being tortured by these people, and we're your children. But it's because of their mistakes in the past. But the cool mm-hmm. thing is, he brings us right back. He brings in you Amen. know the minor prophets and brings in more, and then you know eventually, you know, five hundred and some years later, co- enters Jesus onto the scene, you know, and and you know, it's it, it's still part of his children, still part of growing. So uh, that that's an awesome story. I, I I love that. I love the the idea that God. God redeems even when we don't see the picture, I think we've all been there when we thought "Eh, it would be better to be in heaven (laughs) that, yeah, I I mean, I I don't, I'm I'm assuming everybody else, but I've definitely had that same thought, um, you know, and, and, and just same process, you know, Hey, Hey, I, you know, I'm not looking, not looking to jump off this bridge, but you know what? I think it might be better sometimes if I wasn't here anymore. And, and, you know, it can be sad, but Sometimes we have to look at it that way and we have to be angry at God. We have to question, we have to doubt what God's doing. You know, I I like to tell people, even Jesus doubted God's decision in the garden. So questioning God is never the problem. It's what we do after we come out of that questioning stage is what matters.
2: That's right. That's right. And it's so like what I've learned is in those moments because we're going to be disappointed and, and, we're gonna be disappointed because God knows best you know and and even in those disappointing times you know that's that's a time where he brings us in close whether we want it or not, and really teaches us things that unfortunately we don't get to see until you know hindsight's twenty twenty and we don't get to see it until afterwards you know i, I yeah. can look back at the, at those you know long walks and um trying times, but even as I look back now I, I I'm thinking about the long walks that I took towards a job after kind of restarting over and um God speaking to me and me praying to God that whole walk and the way that he and I grew during that, that time of like, where I thought I screwed everything up was the time where God was bringing me closer and closer to him. And and you're dead on man with, with, with questioning God, like he's able to handle it. And, and you think like, the people that you're closest with are the ones that you can argue with. You know, the ones mm-hmm. that you're not too close with, um, you just kind of keep a shallow relationship. It's, you know, I'm in sales, so it's, yeah, 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 you know, when you don't agree with anything they're saying. Um, but it's the people that you know the best that you can argue with and state yeah. your opinion because you know at the end of the day, they love you and, and they're never going to leave you like God. Yep.
1: Yep. And that's, that's, you know, and, and sometimes we treat God like a, you know, a a a piece of glass that we don't want to break, you know, yeah. oh, we're, we're so afraid of him when throughout the Bible, we look at people that just kind of like throw things back in his face over and over again, yeah. you know, and, 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 you know, sometimes they get sent to the belly of a fish. Sometimes <laughs> they have a forward conversation where God's like, have you ever considered the donkey you know, and you know, with Job, you know, yeah. you know, and all these people have have these conversations with him where they're like, "What, what the heck?" You know, and um, and yeah, and, and God just God takes it and, and is willing to accept all that and and be with us. You know, we we you know, I, I sometimes think that the the Instagram Bible or the Instagram faith has become way too prevalent. We wanna we want everything to be perfect in our faith, and yeah. See? Faith is messy. Faith is snot coming out of your nose and tears and, you know, somebody else walking alongside you with a, you know, a handkerchief or a, 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 you know, a tissue to help you get through that. And, and that's what faith is. You know, that was one of the reasons that I've, I've been drawn to you. I, I was there, you know, and you know, you and Josh were just, Hey, let's, let's, let's talk about ministry. You know, let's talk about God. Who is God? And, and, you know, who is he? And I don't know where I'd be without that that weekend and without that day so anyway thank you so much for sharing i really do appreciate that but here at amazed by god we like to just kind of end with two questions one is where you know bible verse bible character bible story anything that you know um that really has touched you uh over your years
2: yeah i mean i i've got two of them if you don't mind Uh, no no no, go ahead one of them is a blessing for you mark and what you're doing um i've i've uh this verse has come up so many times in my life. And and fortunately, I've been connected with a lot of people in ministry. And I just, I I don't know the reference of the verse, but the verse is, he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Um, And I think what you're doing, Mark, is just such a refreshing ministry um, to be able to encourage people with other people's testimony. Um, And I pray that you're refreshed as you continue to refresh others, um, you know, uh, through Facebook and Instagram and every posting that you do. Um, God's word's true. And, and I pray, even in this decision you're making, that, that God just gives you a refreshing um, of his word and his direction and his clarity in your life and and gives you a refreshing of courage um, if that's what it takes to take the step. Um, and then uh, the verse that's kind of always meant the most to me um, is Psalms 23. Um, you know, we all know that one. I, I, I thought back to the first time I memorized Psalm 23, and and I think I was like, in first or second grade, like, I can remember, like, writing out one line so I can memorize the first verse and the second one, and that verse has always stuck with me, but it wasn't until a few years ago I got to hear uh, Carl Lentz came to our church. Um, he's the pastor of Hillsong, New York, and mm-hmm. um, he preached a message where he really broke down um, Psalm 23. Yeah, that's and the, the thrust... Lord is
1: my shepherd passage, just
2: if you yeah. don't know. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah. And um, the thrust of the message was just that. If the Lord is our shepherd, then what does that make us? Sheep, you know, and yeah. what do sheep do? They follow their shepherd. And so um, the message was sheep don't strive. Um, and because we don't have to strive because we have a shepherd who promises to lead us, um, a mm-hmm. shepherd who promises to protect us, um, to guide us, to discipline us. And one thing really stuck out in that, especially when it comes in terms of my story, was um, there's the part, and you probably know this, Mark, because you're a Bible scholar, Um, But when it talks about anointing um, my head with oil, um, I learned that shepherds um, will put oil all over a sheep's face um, and all over their ears and all over their head. And the reason why they do that or or did that back in that time was because um, there's these flies um, that are really... Yucky, you know, for lack of a better word. <laughs> yeah. And these flies, these flies get into their ears. They get into their eyes. Um, They go as far as getting into their brain, on their system, where the yeah. sheep are so annoyed by these flies that they're literally banging their heads against a wall um, just to stop this. So the Lord, as our shepherd, is so good that he rubs this oil on our faces to keep the flies away. Um, And I think that's just such a picture of God's goodness, especially as we're, you know, thinking about decisions that we're making or thinking about past decisions or whatever. Um, our Lord is so good um, and such a good shepherd that he anoints our heads with oil to keep us from hurting ourselves, um, mm-hmm. keeping the stuff away to keep from hurting ourselves. And I've always, uh, especially since, since learning kind of that part of the verse, um, it's just always stuck out to me about how good God is in that way, that he protects us even from ourselves. Um, and, and like I said earlier, yeah. he redeems us from ourselves.
1: You know, I, 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 I love the Lord is my shepherd. Uh, I share, let me just share two real quick things on that. One is a side note or an antidote here. I was in Dick's about two weeks ago and, uh, the girl in front of me had a tattoo on her leg and I'm reading it and it says the universe is my shepherd. And it was a whole oh. thing, but it took out God and it put the universe in. I'm like, wow, that that's, that's pretty strong. Um, uh, that's I didn't a get tough a chance shepherd. to talk to her. Yeah. But I'm like. I'm like people repurposing Bible verses uh and placing the universe in it um but uh, on on a spiritual <laughs> note um uh my Jen my girlfriend um takes care of of sheep so she she she's the the Friday feeder um and she <laughs> volunteers at a farm not too long not not too far from from my house and um uh so I go there with her every so often and I watch them and I always always think about that well one time it was her turn to clean the 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 pen that they were in and, um, you know, basically had to, you know, basically scrape up the poop, you know, the, the sheep poop and, <laughs> um, you know, put out new hay or straw or whatever it is. You know, and I volunteered to do it with her because I didn't want her to do it by herself. And I sat there the whole time thinking how just perfect of an analogy is this that, you know, we just make a mess of everything and God's in there just scooping our poop and you know, placing <laughs> new straw for us. On it. It's just something you don't think of, and, and that, that image of a shepherd just has stuck in my mind with 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 doing that on a farm. So and and she 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 has to go there every so often on Friday. I mean, every Friday and feed them, but she can't feed them too much because they'll eat so much that they'll like die. You know that they will wow. just they will consume so much, so the shepherd has to give them the right portion size and has to take care of them in such a way that they won't hurt themselves. Um, Wow. uh, Just such an interesting thing. So we also like to end with songs because music moves our soul. And uh, so is there any song that we can go listen to uh, YouTube iTunes that has touched you in your life?
2: Yeah, I think um, I'm like I said, I'm very blessed to go to my church and elevation worship. Isn't the only Christian music I listen to, but I'm (laughs) blessed to get to listen to it every week. And, um, There are are, are so many different songs that, um, you know, move me spiritually and emotionally. Um, But the one that sticks out the most is um, uh, Move the Mountains. Um, And I don't know what the title of the song is, but it's a song that says, you know, I've seen you move them before. I know you can do it again. And uh, it is just so important to me and and, and to everybody just to remember the times that God has come through, Um, you know, in the midst of our mistakes and God. Uh, in an instant, changing things for our good out of his goodness and mercy to remember that if he did it once, he can do it again. Um, Mm -hmm. It just really inspires me to kind of take my faith to the next level and um, believe for more, Um, not because he owes me anything more, but because he's such a good shepherd um, and a good dad.
1: That's awesome. Well, thank you, Dan, for being on the podcast. We really do appreciate it. Um, And, uh, you know, I wish you well as as you move forward and uh, uh, look forward to hopefully seeing you face to face, uh, sometime soon and, uh, coming to church with you.
2: I told you, man, I got a spare bedroom. My wife's a great decorator (laughs) and a great cook. Um, you and your (laughs) girlfriend are welcome anytime, man. We'll take you out. We'll take you out on Charlotte.
1: Well, I, 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 I might have to take you up on that sometime soon. So, but for amazed by God brought to you by through God's library. This is your host, Mark, and we will see you next Monday.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star rating and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you for listening.